Listening to a podcast on the Black Fur Network. Hey, welcome to our Toro Podcast with me, Paul. Me, Mike. And me, Jay. No, no Dan. Dan. No, no Dan. Dan. Swig, he has the COVID. Riddled. Riddled. <laughs> Absolutely. Riddled with the COVID. We told him, don't be a twat, make your willy wear a hat. But he didn't listen. Now he's got COVID. Apparently, coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. Already got a child, doesn't he? Mm. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> this, th- let, right, by the way, this intro gives you some idea of what the episode's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this week we talk about erection noises, um, eating ass, and looking at feet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, boys, what have we been up to? <laughs> um, I have been... Fuck, by the time this podcast comes out... You have I would been have, fucked. I've been well. fucked. Um, <laughs> true, but 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 also, by the time this podcast comes out, I would have played a very, very special gig. I'm playing percussion, Big Tom's. You're playing with Big Tom? Playing with Big, <laughs> playing Big Tom. With Big Tom. Oh, he, oh, he knows. For a incredible artist called Ollie Ride, who, if you like... Glitterwolf, you probably know who Ollie Ride is. He's a big inspiration for for some of our earlier work. And he's playing a sold-out show in Scala in London. And I'm going to be there, dad dancing and hitting toms. And it's terrifying. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a gig gig, like a big gig. I like um, that you say our work. Isn't Glitterwolf just you? No, it's me and, uh, me and John. Oh, I thought it was just you. No, no. It's, oh, uh... I've been giving you too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll halve that. so uh that is going to be super fucking exciting what i've been up to is just learning these tracks inside out at the back of my hand what about you dan oh (laughs) he could drop something in now like this insert down here that's what she said cool excellent yeah okay that's great that was a really really... expensive lego set though (laughs) there is a really there is a really expensive one isn't there they're they're all expensive there's a new there's a new one it's the republic starfighter or something yeah i ain't got the patience (laughs) or the room they're fucking huge (laughs) bloody huge yeah, they're too much money, then. £599. Yeah. Well, how much was the Death Star? That was around that as well, wasn't it? No, yeah. Death Star went, it's the um, Millennium Falcon, the big version of the Millennium Falcon. That was 700, 800 quid. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who's got that money? How is it selling? I actually see one guy in the Lego store buying it. Really? Oh, yeah. God. I'd, I'd... Did you have to suck him off in the toilets? <laughs> I'd have to I was tempted money. if it could get me it. Fuck off. Eight hundred and eight. £889.99. It's because it's discontinued. For the, for, the, for the Death Star. Yeah, it's because it's discontinued. So to get hold of it is a nightmare. Hogwarts is really expensive, like the full version. No one's got room for that. It's massive, that yeah. thing. Anyway, nothing they go. <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, not much. Uh, look, Feeling really old when looking at secondary schools for my daughter. <laughs> like, oh, no. yeah. It's re- I say, really weird. Went to. Um... Why ain't your son older, though? 
Yeah, but he got naturally put transferred into a school. Oh. Penitentiary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Father Lexan. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because he's in a specialist school. He got naturally transferred. Oh, yes. But yeah, it's really weird because um, we went to a school that used to be our old school, but our old school, for the listeners, got knocked down and this new one built. And it was weird. I was standing in one of the classrooms looking out the window and it was like, I know that view, but the building's wrong. And it's just a very juxtaposition <laughs> thing. Of, yeah, just weird. And beyond that, went camping over the weekend with a bunch of old men. Did you, know, <laughs> did you did not you... think to invite mine? <laughs> yeah, hurtful. Oh, no, um, literally, like, I was the youngest one there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bunny before. You ain't that young. <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> we were a bunch of old men. <laughs> that was one of our bike club rallies. It's just a lot of back creaking and people moaning <laughs> about their feet. Um, <laughs> bunch of old people getting drunk around the bonfire. Chucking wood on there and nearly burning themselves to death. It was yeah. quite fun. <laughs> you never grow out of that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, cinema? Yeah, a bit of the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. In some corkers, though. And some not-so-corkers. Exorcist. Oh, was it not good? Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be. It's, I was sat next to the most annoying people on the planet. It was almost like... There was a point where I was thinking, am I on a spoof show where they're going to like wait for someone to get annoyed then pull out the camera and go, oh, we, we pranked you. Oh, really? It was that fucking bad, right? Okay. So they, we, we always make sure we sit next to a broken seat or something. I sit strategically in yeah, the yeah. cinema, right? Yeah. So it wasn't directly next to me. There was a seat and, or two along, yeah? <laughs> I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> I just got a fucking WhatsApp message from my dad about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right for some. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, so had their phones out a couple, right? Oh. Had their phones out the entire... Spent the first, right up until the film started, on a fucking video call. What? Right? With who? I don't know. I oh, didn't ask. Who is that on the phone you're with? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, you annoying cunt. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> who that's, is that? You're on the phone. That's with. actually a perfect thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, actually but... perfect. Be like, Sorry, who's that? Well, I mean, you're sharing it with the rest of the fucking room. Yeah. So. But it's, it's that English thing, isn't it? Like, there yeah. are just... Plus, because there were a lot of people in the cinema, it's that, it, it, there's a word for it, it's like herd... Um, herd mentality. Yeah. No, 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 it's herd, um, like, um, <laughs> you know when you're like disassociated from something? Yeah, yeah. Right. What's that fucking word? I don't know, man. Irre- I don't know, group irresponsibility, some shit, anyway. Or when you like... So when, when there's you... a lot of people, feel, people feel less inclined to help in a situation yeah, because yeah. they always think someone else will do it. Yeah. Right? So you're more inclined to get help if there's fewer people. Yeah. So that's the idea, anyway. So the same thing in the cinema. So I'm sitting there, I think someone's got to tell me shut up. Because they were talking, they were... Fun. The woman was singing. What do you mean? What, just randomly? Yep. Fuck off. Yep. No. Um, phones out the entire time, talking the entire time, fidgeting the entire fucking time. It was driving me mad. And I'm very tolerant in the cinema, believe it or not. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Job is, I'm under that impression of, like, maybe they're just annoying me. So if I start, couldn't have been. Well, say so. If I start kicking off, I'm now making more of a well, disturbance the than they are. That's the problem. I'm yeah. so British. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't like confrontation anyway. No. I'm yeah. certainly not going to do it in front of a cinema full of fucking people. Yeah. So I just sit there and hope they shut up, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> normally I can just tune people out. Because I yeah. go to the cinema so much. Yeah. Like I've learned to just no, my brain ignore annoying things. <laughs> but that was too much. It was fucking anyway. <sighs> Also uh, fitted my shelf units and finished that. E, off, yeah, so. that looks really good, actually. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Nice. So that was that was me. Sick. Something we all did. <laughs> was we uh, watched a film? Yeah, we did. Uh, this was your choice. This was my choice. My first choice. Yep, we watched John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, 1994. Uh, May uh, budget was eight million. Its opening weekend was 3.4. 
Um, typical, yeah. typical carpenter. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, worldwide gross and domestic gross. They said the same thing is eight point nine million. <laughs> so it made nine hundred thousand. Yeah, it, it bombed basically. <laughs> but so did the thing. So. But so did the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Blade Runner, weirdly, on the same day. What's the thing? No, yeah, the thing and Blade Runner were released the same day. You probably told and me that during both, the thing episode. Both bombed horrifically. Really? Yeah. The thing right. is, that was in the era of um, it only get released in a few cinemas. Then move to another cinema and move yeah. to another cinema, and it's yeah. only after a little. Well, the same thing happened with Halloween, because he, he thought it was a bomb. That's why he moved on to the fog and stuff. And he thought it was a failure. Until like a few months later, he was like, "No, no, this is a fucking hit." <laughs> the I mean, first so, check came in. He went, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we get too much further, let's just quickly sing Carpenter's praises because yeah. I mean, obviously, both me and Cheer are massive Carpenter yep. fans. I mean, same. Yeah. I, like, I it, wrote. The theme, the theme tune to this podcast is called oh, Carpenter's yeah, Requiem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was about me and my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> it was about our Lord and Saviour, actually. <laughs> Again, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Um, yeah, so like, even by default, like, there's so many John Carpenter films in my top ten. Mm. Like, even accidentally, it's happened. Uh, yeah, we love Carpenter, so this is going to be a gush fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I've already got the baby oil out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lotion's beside my bed already. I t- no, I mean, because like, the inside of my thighs chafe. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to start, really. It's just such a confusing film that I don't know where to start I'll with. I'll tell you where we can start. We can start with Sam Neill. Sam Neill. So, yes. Sam Neill. Fresh off of... Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 So, Jurassic Park for Spielberg in 93. Yeah. A year later... In the Mouth of Madness for Carpenter. Sam Neill is a god among men. Yeah. Also Dr. Weir. I mean, what more do you want from an actor? Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Because uh, apparently they weren't too sure they'd get him. But then I think Carpenter insists he's like, look, he's just come off the back of... Because uh, I think, they, yeah, they didn't think he was right for the role. Right. And Carpenter's like, look, he's just come off the back of Jurassic Park. Like, the biggest grossing movie of last year, I yeah. think it was. And um, yeah, he was like, let's get him. And they're like, okay, they asked him. And yeah, he, he signed on. Amazing. Because I didn't think they didn't think he was right for the role, the producers and stuff. But, he certainly yeah. was though. Oh, he's God. right for every role. Well, here's my question: British, <laughs> Australian, New Zealand. Yeah, he's Kiwi. What's the accent he's trying to do? Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is my point. Yeah, I mean Jurassic Park also. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but I really noticed it in this, I <laughs> this film. I was like, "What are you like?" Because he kept cross-examining people, and I'm like, "What? What are you trying here?" What choices are we making, Sam? That's not detracting from an excellent performance. It's just the accent was a bit like, oh, you know, like how Keanu Reeves was in track. Why the fuck haven't we done Bram Stoker's Dracula? No one's chose it. And it's boring <sighs> as fuck. Shut the fuck it, up. It is fucking boring. It's really funny. I went, I went to see it at the cinema we like, both did, literally yeah. Yeah, a matter of months ago. It's so boring. <laughs> Is it? Does it not redeem by Gary Oldman chewing the, sh- the scenery? Not really. No. And Keanu Reeves off- being like, oh, yeah, I am an English man. Yeah, I mean, he's completely wrong for that role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for one thing. Um, Gary Oldman, it's so spoofy. That whole version of Dracula. Yeah. It's, no, and it's so dull. Oh, well, really? I, I've, although is... I've read the book, and that is also fucking dull. Because I watched it, like, drunk. The first time I watched it, and I I fucking howled all the way through. Yeah, it's not funny. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I was That's I was shame. so bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I had fond memories of it. Then I, yeah, I say we went to cinema when it released it a few months ago. Oh god. Yeah. It is boring as fuck. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Like the the book's boring too. Right. Like the book is written as letters, so it's not on a book. 
per se. Okay. The book is a series of letters back and forth from various people. Right. I think this film opens, though, with one of the greatest lines in movie history. I'm sorry about the balls. It was a lucky shot, honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's so Carpenter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I fucking... I just thought it was so good. Like, just the imagery, the atmosphere of it. Like, the way it starts out. So confusing. You're like, this this, this is the first time I'd seen this. Is it? Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, you've never seen it? I have no idea how. Yeah, I've never seen it. So this was the first time watching it. I'll be honest, I think it's only like the second or third time I've watched it. So... Yeah, and I was like, when it started, I was like, huh, it's starting. Is it going to be one of those backwards films? And it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. But like, it kind of flits back and forth. Mm. But I was really confused to start with. I was thinking, <laughs> huh, what, wait, maybe he escapes. Yeah. Oh, because he's getting taken into a padded cell. I probably should. Mention. Yeah, yeah, it starts off at Asylum, which is actually a water treatment plant. Yeah, it is. Which, which you they... can't film in anymore because of 9 11. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. they filmed, there was a random fact okay. on uh, IMDb yeah. about that. It, it, the, the, another film that was filmed there was uh, Undercover Brother. Undercover Brother, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which actually, if you haven't watched it, is actually quite a good film. Well, it's not good, but it's halfway funny. Well, I haven't seen it. It's If you're drunk or just want to stick a something stupid on, it's not bad. So, lads, racism aside, how do we feel about H.P. Lovecraft? Um, so I'm not that, overly familiar with him. Me neither. As a writer, really. I know he'd done Cthulhu and bits yeah, like that. And I know the lore. Yeah, yeah, and Eldritch Horrors and that. But beyond that, I don't I, know a I, lot about him. And I know that pretty much. I mean, Stephen King's going to pop up a lot during yes. this. Episode, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Stephen King uh, obviously borrows a lot from H.P. Lovecraft. Like, and I'm a massive Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. So, so cosmic horror really gets my uh, my dick hard. If you're Dick could make a sound when it got erect. What what would the sound be? Ta-da! Lightsaber. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be the sound of a chest opening in Zelda. <laughs> what is that sound? Oh, yeah. Explain that to those of those of us that are not dorks. Um, I'll I'll play I'll play the sound. Yours would just go ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> I like to. <laughs> Surprise people. Um, in fact... Um, just sub. Let me ask a question, right? Yeah. Would you rather... <laughs> yeah. Always smell like really bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you've literally just yeah. shit yourself all right. day, all the time, 24-7. Or yeah. would you rather have shit yourself 24-7 in your pants, just squelching around in there, <laughs> oh, no. but it has no odour whatsoever? Oh, no odour shit. It doesn't go no odour shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go odor. No one's ever going to fuck you again. Uh, well, I, I would just Duffy would just get used to it. <laughs> We're married. There's a lot of steak here. <laughs> oh my god! So she would just get used to it. Over time, you would stop smelling it, like a lot of people do. You've all smelled them. Why are you? <laughs> I didn't like the way you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> a lot of people can just deal with their own stench. <laughs> oh, but if you were walking around with shit in your pants just all the time. That Odorless would, shit, though. Well, that would be awful. It's still shit. Mm. It's squashy, baby. On the, so That's what adult diapers were invented for. I don't know. Also, if you smell like shit all the time, people would not sit next to you in the cinema. <laughs> I, I'd uh, say so because you're... of the because of the nature of my job, where I have to be impressive to people, I'd, ha- I'd have <laughs> to take. My job is to be impressive. <laughs> well, it is. It's it's to it's to impress people. That's why I get rebooked for to for comedy. Would you, would you and... say you're? Influencer? Or? No, because I don't have a thousand 
followers on Instagram and I don't get... I, well, I do get companies trying to shill stuff, but it's all the same. Those fucking, like... Oh, we'll send you some jewelry and like. Oh yeah, everyone gets those. There's a couple of there's a couple of music specific ones, but it's like you can say you're endorsed by a company. But I mean, I'm like, not I'm not bragging or anything, but I've had quite a lot of lovely ladies want to marry me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not bragging or anything. But... Well, I, I mean, if we're going to talk about it, um, Prince Nana from Ethiopia uh, did <laughs> send me uh, an email the other day. That fucking bitch. What? She's cheating on me. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so. She didn't. Want, she was going to send you seven million Ugandan dollars yeah. as well. Yeah, but I just had to send her a few like thousand quid. I mean, obviously, yeah. She, this transfer fees, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm fuming. Sorry, mate, but yeah. you've got your money though, right? What? Well, no, I sent my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when was that? Oh, I mean, coming up seven months. But I mean, it yeah. moves slower over there, so I've heard. It's yeah, it's crazy. No, my my yeah, I'm looking at about the six month yeah. sort of thing now. Yeah. I mean. She did say it would take up to a year, so you know I'm I'm absolutely yeah I'm alright. Do you like murder? So do we. Crimes like these is a UK-based true crime podcast with me, SJ, and my fellow co-hosts Paul and Sam. Here's a preview of what to expect. Uh, collectively labelled as a deviant sociopath. That's like some sort. Of, that's like that's so some sort sinister. Of Marvel film name. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like an evil villain. <laughs> yeah, just. They always that's do, it. though, don't they? They always look normal. No, not always. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer didn't look normal. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Jeffrey D. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna get defensive now. We need to watch out. Check us out on Twitter at Crimes Like and Instagram at Crimes Like These. You can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So HP Lovecraft gets my dick hard. <laughs> um, the idea of like cosmic entities that see you as nothing more than a, a speck of nothing shapes and places and entities that are so disgustingly different to what we're used to they can just make you go mad now don't get me wrong there's a lot of hp lovecraft that is like and then i went down the stairs and there was nothing and you're like <laughs> right okay buddy and again massive racist yeah, i mean that's just good suspense building <laughs> no no but that's the end of the story yes um in that's, the story that's really good suspense. <laughs> <laughs> there's a story the thing that should not be which metallica based a song song about and it was like it, they kept hearing this this voice from a from a grave, so they open up this grave and there's these stairs leading down into like this abyss and they, and they can't shine any sort of light for it. They throw a torch in and it like disappears into the abyss, and then like I can't remember exactly what it says, but th this man the story ends with this man taking a step into the steps and then it's like go away and don't return in a big voice and he runs away and that's it. But like the way he's like it scared me to my core and I shall never be the same again. And you're like. But why? What was it? And it was like, it was the thing that should not be. And Maybe like, he didn't like the dark. What? It was, yeah, it's weird. But but then all the cosmic horror stuff, which to be fair, Lovecraft painted the seeds for, but was really fleshed out in, in sort of the, the ancillary writers that I can't name a single one of them, unfortunately. But yeah, there's a lot of reference to to this. And I'm, I, I love the idea of like a cosmic madness being spread via literature yeah i mean this is why i love stephen king yeah because it's exactly that like the horror is so 
beyond supernatural, like it's its own thing. Yeah. Whereas mm. this film felt like that. It felt very, very much like a Stephen King story. Yeah. Um, Carpenter yeah, they did lean on his friendship with yeah. Stephen King because they're both really good mates. Yeah, they kept taking pot shots at him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, I like the fact that they had... Um, Crap! What's his name? The writer in this? Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. They had Sutter Kane uh, living in Maine, and like yeah. um, well, it's New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, but it was yeah. Yeah. So they had Hobbs as like a like a metaphor for Castle Rock, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> that's what he was. Yeah. Yeah, it was him taking pot shots. Yeah, I love the bit of this in the asylum as well. He even come to take the pot shot at himself. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, what made me annoyed is that the job of uh, the main character. Was like he's an he's an insurance fraud investigator. Just make him a PI. Yeah, I think they might as well have because he was that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what he fucking yeah. did. I mean, I completely forgot. I kept thinking he was a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the The vibe for me was that they'd gone. Well, X Files is doing well, isn't it? We need a man. We need an attractive man uh, and an attractive woman, and they need to go and investigate some paranormal stuff. Yeah, and we'll base it on this Stephen on this um fucking H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. I've got no issues with it, but that establishing shot when they arrive into Hobbs End, Hobbs End, and they get out of the car was very like establishing shot of a of an X Files episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, but no, I'm, no problems. Yeah, for. I'm, I'm, although considering this came out before the X Files, you could say that Did was the way around. I thought I thought X Files had come no, out. Oh no, ninety two X Files or ninety actually. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it was a bit yeah. later. So I think X Files had just been getting into its stride. For some reason, I was thinking this was the eighties. This film, but it's not. No, it's it? ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. yeah. Is that year after Jurassic Park? Yeah, we've actually yeah. already talked about that. Yeah, um, I did like at the start of it as well, where um, he's sitting in the padded cell, and then like Sutter appears. He goes, "This isn't the end. You haven't read it yet." And I was like, "Oh!" And then so like where it looks like it's the end of the film, as you say, and then he chops back. And it's like, "No, this is the beginning of the." But he hasn't re- what? <laughs> and it already throws you for yeah. a loop. Yeah, it's got that kind of because it jumps back and forth a little bit. It's yeah. got that sort of time jumpy vibe to it. Yeah. But obviously, this is the third part of the trilogy. Oh, the end of the world trilogy. Yeah, the end of the world trilogies. Oh, so is this the? This is the it's not actually a trilogy. It's like the, the vo- Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. The vo- the void. We we've I've watched the other one, Prince of Darkness. Not that one. Yeah, we did it for the, the, no, the void. The void's not Carpenter. That was a yeah. homage. That's a homage to Carpenter, big time. What's the, the other one in that in that in that trilogy? The thing, oh, there, yeah, the thing, thing, Prince of Darkness, and oh, this it one. must have been Prince of Darkness. I yeah. the, the church with the vats. Yeah, you have underneath. seen it. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. done it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Hence oh, I knew that. Um, I get it confused with the fog. Well, we'll because it ends we've in done it. the fog as well. No, no, no. Um, is it the fog? John Carpenter's the fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. because it en- also ends in a church and stuff going on underneath the church. Yeah. So I confused those two, Prince of Darkness and and that together. The, yeah. fog, the fog is uh, my preferred out of the two. Uh, got, you know, the way some of the camera shots, like when it's the straight on her face, got so much Prince of Darkness. I mean, obviously, same director and stuff, but got a, a lot of Prince of Darkness vibes. I could see the link between the two of them. Yeah. So Sam Neill had a little bit of input into some of the camera angles. You know, oh. the ri- like the sh- shots of the hospital from above? Yeah. That was Sam Neill's idea. That's good oh, really? Idea. Yeah. Because um, apparently he was a director himself. Oh, right. I, I didn't know that. What's he directed? I don't know, actually. I forgot to look. I'll look in a minute. Can't be anything that much. <laughs> I'll bet it is. I bet it's one of those ones. Yeah, but like, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck oh, me. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, oh, fuck me. There was a really stupid gaff on IMDb. But it's like, really? Like, you looked into it like that. It's where he goes, oh, what's um, he asked for? It's like, oh, just a single black crayon. And he walks into the cell and he's like, all oh, the crosses everywhere. And somebody yeah. was like, it wouldn't be possible to do that with a single crayon and no step ladder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Shut up. <laughs> Again, shut that's up. like every comment on social media. We never saw the ceiling. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, um, get up to the, done the bit where you find out what he does as a job, like the arson con, like tricking the guy there. Like, try, like I, did it need that scene? I suppose it did, really, just to like establish who he is and what how clever yeah. he is. Yeah, how clever he is. Don't really sharp much in the film. No, so. that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's probably just as well they did do that. I don't know. Is it a case of like this is you know it shows a man that doesn't have the ball pulled over his eyes easily? Yeah, true. And he did uh, manage to look at those book covers and then suddenly cut them out. Th- I love that. Put them all together. And then I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, the fuck? What is that? And he says, oh, it's a map." Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I suppose yeah. If you recognise the stuff, you know, also if we've made a pit like thing of Ken, you know, we might recognise it. But I'd, th- I'd love that as a concept. You well, the the map. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if, as I said, like the way he said, oh, you know, it's a competition, find the thing, find the. Oh, no, you go, then you get a lunchbox. Yeah. I wanna, I'm not sure doing all that's worth a lunchbox. I'd also no. want all those book covers replaced. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're the author. I want all those book covers replaced. Yeah. But it's a, it's a cool. I like, just like the old concept of it. If someone just do it for real, but not say anything about it, just see if something does work it out. Yeah. It's like geocaching. Yeah. Before we get to that, obviously, um, you're sitting in the cafe, talking to the guy, and like the um, he gets attacked by the axe man. I love that bit. And I, do, axe, I like it where it kind of sets it up. Only a brief shot of the the dual peel pulls on the eye, which incidentally is mentioned in later in the film where Sutter Kane goes, oh, do you know my favourite colour's blue? All the close-ups of their eyes are blue. I like the double eye, eyeball thing. Mm. I see that in something else recently with vampires. I can't remember what it was. Oh, was it? A, I didn't understand it was a double eyeball. I thought it was like a goat's eye. Oh, yeah. No, Not a goat yeah, scene. It was a, it was a double <laughs> pupil. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a sort of a splitting, sort of halfway through with like cell splitting kind of look. Yeah, mitosis. Maybe that's a maybe that's a thing that I've completely missed. The madness spreads like like a cancer, I guess. Is there a cancer metaphor? There's a lot. There's a no. bit of body horror. No. I literally went body horror yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the picture changed. I was like, yeah. oh look, it's that thing I like. <laughs> Yeah, um, like this says about like the bookstore riots where people can't get hold of the book and stuff. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, I mean, a the... riot because you can't pre-order a book. I imagine it was probably happened for real around Harry Potter and Twilight and shit. Really? I bet it did. Yeah, I bet it did. Uh, well, because I like, mentions all oh, the uh, books have an effect on the less, lesser mind. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of didn't affect him, did they? No, not fully. Anyway. Not initially, anyway. Yeah. Well, not initially. No. <laughs> okay. Jamie Jamie Waylett, who played Crab or Boyle, don't remember which one, he was jailed for two oh, yeah, years yeah. for taking yeah. part in the London riots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got busted before that for growing marijuana. As well. <laughs> That's why he's not in the later films. Talk about fuck your life up. You imagine the killing he could have made on the convention circuit. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I mean, he will once he's out, right? Nah, he won't. No? <laughs> Nobody cares. He keeps on having the repeated dream of the alley. Which, um, sorry, going to the end of it. That's, just... actually, that's actually quite creepy, that whole alley thing. Yeah. Like, because that, that does come off like a nightmare. You know, yeah. like when yeah. in those sort of things where you, you see something or, you know, something happens and you can't affect it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I found that really affecting that. What was the relevance of the axe? Because it was all axes. Throughout the film, there was like this motif of... of... I don't think there was one. I think no? it's just that's that was the uh, weapon of choice. It just feels a bit purposeful for them like it was all axe i suppose it's just an easy prop i guess but like they obviously they had access to guns because obviously at the start when the when the guy the publicist gets shot that would have made it a different film to me you can't have a a killer in a film shooting people no but what what i'm saying is you have you have a mob and that mob have anything to hand 
pitchfork fucking you know garden shears whatever right that's all oh, they've gone mad and they're just arming themselves this is very specifically everyone has an axe i just feel like that's got to, that's got to mean something it, that i'm missing because it's the books affecting people the only thing i could think to make a link to it is when he says uh, about mrs pickman the sweet old lady, and he goes, "No, yeah. she's she's not the woman that chopped her husband up." Yeah, literally named after a, a Lovecraft story. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of reference because that was a reference to that. That was the main character in that book, mm. and obviously yeah, later on you see you see her chopping up her husband. That that could be a thing of like, oh right, that's part of that story. Therefore, that's what the link is to the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bit. I mean, that- Guns and Roses were huge at the time, so maybe it's like an Axel reference. Like maybe really, really like <laughs> Axel Rose. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, that's what somebody else put out as a goof as well. Was when the publishers got shot, there was no visible bullet uh, injury wounds. Oh, didn't have a lot of budget. Yeah, but as I say, it saves on squibs. Too busy making fish, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the. Uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of Mandela effect where everyone thinks it's super gory, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. Any bit about that is when she gets put on put on the meat hook. Even that you didn't see it. No. Just trying to think of the right road trip. Nothing really happens on that. Oh yeah, he sleeps the whole way. Yeah. She, she has a terrifying. Have you dive. have you been have you ever been on one of them one of them drives? We have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel? No. No. <sighs> it doesn't matter how tired I am either. I'm so alert when I drive. I ride a motorbike. I just open my visor and just uh, just uh, yeah. Yeah, I hold my eyes open. Oh yeah, I ne- no, I never did when I was on my like my little scooter because yeah. yeah, you just like take your gloves off. And yeah. like, Everything's freezing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and in, in behind the wheel because obviously I I do late fucking drives. You know, especially when I'm playing like a wedding in fucking Chester or fucking Norwich or whatever, and then you're driving back at like two three o'clock in the morning. And I remember I remember one time I was driving back from Brighton. And this is when I lived in uh, I lived in Chatham, so it was about an hour, hour and a half. But I'd been I'd been out with a lady um, until it was like five a.m. and we couldn't find somewhere to stay, so she she ended up going home. And I was driving back, and I dreamt of driving. I fell asleep at the wheel, and the thing that woke me up was the flash of the fucking speed camera oh. because I'd fallen asleep. I was in the middle lane because it was I was just me. And I'd fallen asleep, and my foot had hit the accelerator, and I was uh, I'd I'd done ninety two. Fuck Jesus! Hell. You're yeah. lucky you're still alive. Fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever think about trying the tasty beverage of Monster, <laughs> the drink that gives you energy, power, power thirst? <laughs> now available in Gun. Um, Speaking of driving and falling asleep at the wheel, yeah, the um. Car conversations, which I quite like there, was like where she's got about the sane and like, sanity and insanity. And if like the ratio shifted, then the insane become the sane and the insane become the insane. It's like, and then it goes on to about, you know, you end up in a padded cell, which I like the little, she's got obviously... You know, foreshadowing, yeah. yeah the little I mean, foreshadowing to the thing you've already seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it is, like... But it's obviously because it's flipped backwards. Yeah, it? it's like mid-shadowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so the thing like, like, you know that he doesn't know. Yeah, sort yeah. Sort of idea, yeah. I like the bit after the covered bridge where, like, suddenly they're, they're now in the town. I love, yeah. the, I love the covered bridge thing. Yeah, mm. where it's like flashing suddenly, boom, they're there, and she just gets out, and looks at him, and like, "Oh, we're here. I must have slept the entire night." She just looks at him, and like, "You drive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're already there. So. Yeah, they're already there. But what a weird town. Yeah. No one about. I'm trying to think other references to like that cut that kind of covered bridge because that's not the first time I've oh, seen it's that in uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. It is in Beetlejuice. I think there's another one as well. There's loads. It's yeah. ve- it's a very horror specific thing. Um, sometimes they come. Is it back. in Follows? 
Um, no. No. Oh, right. No, not I remember anyway. You might be thinking of the boat, the boathouse thing because there's a like a covered walkway. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, hey, Hams, if you can remember <laughs> where the covered bridge <laughs> has featured in horror films, yeah. please let us know on social media. Thanks. Just yep. to satisfy, and then I will forget that I've even had this conversation, <laughs> and then you'll just send me a picture of covered bridge, and I'll be like. Cool, that's really cool. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Uh... <laughs> you freak. <laughs> and then you'll remind me and I'll go, a thousand apologies. But then, um, obviously, when they get to the hotel and she walks in and she's like, that's the greenhouse. That was full of this. And then she walks in and starts describing the um, hotel. And like she's really freaked out by it. But I'm like, writers use inspiration of places. Yeah, like, surely he's been well, there it's before. literally in his book. Yeah. One of the books is based on that hotel. Yeah. When yeah. they're in the room, yeah, and, and then she's like, "Oh, you, you, you haven't read it enough. It's to the east," and then yeah. and then shows the the church, the and he's like, <gasps> church, yeah. "I like that church. That's oh, gorgeous, yeah. good, church. Uh, yeah." I'm trying to work out if it's real or not. It's got to be real. Yeah, I, I like Byzantine architecture. Yeah, because what was the budget? Eight million. Yeah, I imagine that was real. And that's a really good matte painting. <laughs> it just seems like a, I know it's obviously because of the story, but it's obviously, it just seems really out of place for that town. Oh, I mean the whole town's out of place, though. Yeah, this is true. It's like a and out of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of gave me uh, Phantoms vibes a little bit. Have we done Phantoms? I don't think we have. Oh, <laughs> Affleck, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Affleck was the bomb. Yeah, I was like, um, don't don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I put it in there as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> sick. <laughs> Double the chance. Yeah, this is obviously where Kane, uh, like the, all the villagers turn up. Which uh, did you recognise the main villager guy? Uh, wait. I did. Remind me. <laughs> <laughs> you recognise him more as a painting. Oh, Vigo, the car Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I said that to Duffy. Is that Vigo? From- <laughs> yeah, I did that. I had to pause it. I was yeah. like, is that what I think it is? Yeah. And then me, Mrs. was like, give me a clue. I was like, she, he's a painting. Vigo! <laughs> the scourge of Carpathia. <laughs> yeah, um, that's when Katie Pierce um, obviously kidnapped the kid and they want him back and then it, all the dogs attack. Because that's what he said. Um, apparently, this is like the first initial thing of where um, Sutter has the control over the town. Because the fact they all had guns, but none of them bothered shooting the dogs. Yeah. That was fucking creepy with the dog and the kids. That really creeped me out. That that was like um, Children of the Corn kind of Village but, of the Damned kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Especially where they're running past and they're making no sound. Yeah, man. And their faces are just yeah. terrifying, frankly. There was also the added worry of what the fuck are they going to do with that dog when they catch it? Because I did, I did like um, the start of it where everyone had does have normal faces, and then as the facade starts to slip, and the yeah. faces just like, every net just subtly starting to go, and yeah, that's when she comes. Like Sandy was like, "Yeah, this is a hoax. You know, he's, he, this is blatantly a hoax." It's, as I said, it's the lunchbox, and then she's like, "No, well, it was, but it isn't." And it, you know, even she's like, "This is why I'm freaking out." Well, anyway, um, now and obviously they go the half hoax bit. Um, Styles drives off, and this is the bit I'd love to know how that what they put in the audition call call sheet. For the next role. Right, you need to be Mr. Pickman. You've got to be an old man that is completely naked, handcuffed to the ankle of an old woman. <laughs> yeah. That's your only point on screen. <laughs> I knew she was sketchy right from the off. Yeah. Old woman in a store in a horror film. Never good. Never good. No, thank you. Uh, I was about to say, just that bit of like, how do you audition for that role? <laughs> I just lay there. Yeah. Take clothes off, land the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you lay real good, pal. Because I don't think you even saw his face. So it was just like, he didn't even need to be a good looking old man. No. <laughs> didn't man. even need to be a good He didn't even need man. to be hot. Yeah. Hot older men. Hot old man. Yeah, and this is where the um, kids get really freaky. It's like, it's mummy day. Oh. Yeah. This yep. thing about kids in horror films, if they're good, 
Yeah. It's so fucking effective. Yeah. yeah. They're bad, they can ruin the whole film. Yeah. yeah. Which is the Babadook. more often than not. The Babadook. The Babadook. Not seen it. I've seen it. You know what? This is the, thing, the Babadook. It's great. Apart from the kid. Bad things. Uh, I've seen it one time mm. and I fucking hated it. Yeah, that's what I I've not heard great things about well, it. But on one of the podcasts, which I have mentioned on here, but they've stopped now, so I haven't mentioned for a while, the horrible podcast, they had a phrase where you get babadooked because <laughs> when they watched the film again, they loved it. Like, yeah. Watched it with a different mindset. And, I could, and that happens to me quite a lot with films. I enjoyed it. Um, so I will watch that again. But that kid, I've got such a strong memory of that fucking irritating kid. She's like, why can't you just be normal? And he's yeah. like, he's <laughs> just screeching the entire yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I have an aversion to children, it's even fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was that? Father of two? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying quiet. <laughs> Right, yeah, now, now we got stole. Go I'm, I'm fucking carrying this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man, come on. Now we got stole. She goes to the, goes to the church and um, meets Kane and has the conversation with him. Oh, how good is that? The effects on that door. Oh, yeah. Of really. like the madness. Of, the pulsing, the, 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 slimy door. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I like, I rewound it several times to just watch it, just be like, what the fuck is going on? I also like that the whole thing of like, oh, he's bringing about the apocalypse is the flashbacks that you see are lots of different stories to do with the Cthulhu mythos and Dagon as well. You, so if you don't know, there's a story called The Fishmen of Innsmouth. Uh, this private investigator goes to investigate Innsmouth and he's like, there's something weird going on. It turns out that all the all the men are fishmen. Uh, it's like that Buffy episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's be- And it's because they've been... They've discovered a thing of the god Dagon. Dagon is an underwater god who's supposed to be one of the heralds of the people that wake Cthulhu up from his thousand-year sleep. And if Cthulhu rises, the mere sight of him uh, makes you go mad and fucking die. Um, Yeah. And that's not even the scariest thing (laughs) of the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. The entire world is a dream by by a slumbering idiot god. And if he ever became cognizant for a second, all known... Uh, reality would just vaporize as the god would wake up and start start again. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe be doing us a favor. Somebody set an alarm clock. Um. <laughs> that's, that's such a blokey thing to say. <laughs> the whole monologue about how God and Cthulhu. <laughs> and she went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Do us a fucking favor, weren't you? <laughs> fucking, that was such. That is like. That is like I'm pissed in the back of a taxi <laughs> and, and the taxi driver has spoken to me for too much so I'm like, I'm going to weird this cunt out. <laughs> and so I've just started waxing lyrical about whatever the fuck Cthulhu and the nature of time and he's gone, well, that'd do us a favour, wouldn't it, eh? Get an alarm clock. Oh, brilliant. Can you, can you imagine if she was in Nazi Germany, right? Fucking <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait, hear me out. Let him cook. So, so cheers a Nazi, right? In Nazi Germany. Clip that. Clip that. And you know you've got that that thing where Hitler stood up on that giant building and he's giving this rousing speech and the whole crowd's going... I think so. I can't speak German. Cut to cheer and he's like, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
You raise a good yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Disclaimer <laughs> oh. cheer is not a Nazi. <laughs> Despite what the last episode made me sound like. What did you do in the last episode? <laughs> Where you bleep the hell out of it. He was super racist about Chinese people. Don't you remember? Did you did you bleep the hell out of it? Someone did. Someone did. <laughs> What in uh, what in the Batman episode? <laughs> no, was it that episode? No, it was uh, that was Descent. Yeah, Descent. Dis- but anyway, slimy door. Yeah. Slimy door. <laughs> oh. um, Show well, me a slimy door. Door open in it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel though? Uh, well, somebody else said this that the Sutter Kane character was really underused in this. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of really apart from the fact that he was the main MacGuffin. MacGuffin yeah. He was uh, very little in it. Yeah. I could have done with him being a bit more subtle. Uh, being in the film more, but I could have done with li- him being a little, a little less bit, like a little bit more sutter, a little bit more sutter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made myself laugh, and if I tell you why, I'm going to hell. <laughs> There's, I'm telling you, I used to work at a, a thing, and I can't say what it is because I I am not working there anymore. Well, this is a riveting fucking story. This, <laughs> but there was this kid who used to have like a really some f- kind of fucked up jaw and we were talking about he was trying to like ingratiate himself with the with the main group and the kids started talking to me about wrestling and i was like oh yeah like this guy and this guy and, and did you see this and, and this pay-per-view and all oh, that was awesome and yeah oh your favorite wrestler is that guy that's cool and he'd been really quiet and then out of nowhere he just went roman reigns <laughs> like that. and it made me piss myself <laughs> laughing and I had to pretend that, that I wasn't just laughing at the way he speaks. I was like, no, it was the way you said it, man. It was really funny and like came out of nowhere. But then for the next two weeks, me and like this group of kids <laughs> just kept saying wrestlers' names in that voice. And it never stopped being funny. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> the Rock. Um, and that just reminded me. Sutter. You know, your stories on this podcast make you... To be a horrific human being, <laughs> um, I, I am, but by and large, um... so let's uh, let's recap. So, yeah, go Mike's on. friend got molested by an old man. <laughs> so to punish I said was, friend, he, I was he tied him sixteen. To a lamppost. I was sixteen. He wasn't naked then. Now, <laughs> yeah, he met a poor unfortunate soul <laughs> with a speech impediment, and you took the piss out of him for years. No. Yes. No. Yes. Weeks. Uh, how long ago did this happen? I can't tell you. <laughs> Was it years ago? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you're taking the piss right now. So you've been taking the piss out of this guy for years. You're horrible. <laughs> I thought you were a liberal. Um, I am, but also, you know, a bit of a cunt. Lib- liberal with his fucking <laughs> punishments. <laughs> Liberal with that cock of his, <laughs> swinging it about like fisherman's bait. That's what I heard. Um, I am uh, sliding to my DMs. Um, Cheer, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> We're still with Sutterkane. Um, where he goes, he's like the fact that he's making everything real. You know, he suddenly realises he has the power to make it real, and it, the world basically is creating the new Bible. Because you know, he like the um, more people read his books than the Bible. Yeah. Which um, I, I thought was a cool concept. Then she like basically photocopies her face. And that makes her download all the story, which causes her eyes to bleed. Oh, yes. I like eyes bleeding. Mm-hmm. Mm. But not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good subtle concept of like the, how much information has just gone in. It's just made our brain yeah. burst almost. There's just something a bit fucking like horrible about it. Mm. 
Like it works really good in like Hell, uh, not Hellraiser, um, uh, fucking Event Horizon. Mm. Same thing again. <laughs> in that case, it's because you know got blown into space. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's bleeding nice, and it's like because this is a bit as well where it's like I know it's all like Eldritch Horror, and it's like the throw you a bomb. Where she's holding him, and she's got like the Voldemort head at the back <laughs> of his. Yeah. The best way to describe it is Voldemort coming out of him, and it's kind of like it. That it's only that scene that that happens. Yeah, and it's like you could have done more with, say, Sarkane being in it a bit more. The more that that it's not him anymore, or it, was he always a demon? Was is it taking him over, and that's what's creating the power? And, yeah, you know, could it, it built on that sort of thing? Yeah, he was definitely underused because he didn't really feel like that much a part of the story to me, apart no. from just his name. Yeah, yeah, because I kept forgetting about him. Yeah, as a person. Yeah, you know, he's like, he's just the guy that writes books, but is you know, he's is he just a conduit or is he? You know, is, is he just gone to? Is he been possessed? Yeah. Is he you know, has his own books affected him? Yeah, yeah. You know what? What is? Yeah, it just didn't quite come across enough, in my opinion. That could, you know, something you could have really built on. Yeah, but actually, that is again a theme with uh, Carpenter. Mm. When you think about it, because the thing, yeah, ends super ambiguous, famously ambiguous. Yeah. Really, yeah. Like, there's so much ambiguity in, in John Carpenter stuff. Like, Big Trouble in Little China is just pure ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's great, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a brilliant <laughs> film, but it's fucking mad. I still want that um, that Buddha statue with the neon around it. Yeah. This looks fucking sick. <laughs> I always wanted a buddy Christ. I've got a buddy Christ. Yeah, I, yeah. I always wanted a big one. Like that. He's a, he's a, I've got a small um, glow-in-the-dark one. It's really cool. I'll take a picture when I get home. Send it to you. Can you uh, keep it away from your penis this time? <laughs> Last time he was like, oh man, I've got, this, uh, I've got this new chocolate bar. And I was like, really? What was that? He goes, I'll send you a picture. He's got it stood next to his <laughs> erect penis. What? I'm like, this is just a sneaky way for you to send me a dick pic. <laughs> I was appalled. And how big was it? The no, chocolate no bar. No comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we get back to the hotel where... Um which I quite like that picture where it kept on changing. Now it's the two really um, like tree people almost. I like that. I liked it when they first got there and it kept changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you obviously hears noise, goes downstairs, and then sees the the Pikmin monster, as I call it, because obviously that's from one of the books. And because that's that, because that's what I liked it was like. That's the reason why she chopped him up because he was a monster. Well, she was a monster as well. But yeah, <laughs> it's like, again, it's like oh, okay, chicken or the egg. But see, again, here as well is you're, you're having to guess the stories from the books. Yeah, but I don't know the books. Oh, you mean his book? Yeah, his book. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I like that it's ambiguous. Has there not been any sequels from this? No. It's weird, isn't it? You would have thought because every one of those books could have been made into its own like thing, or you could have got I'm like a to fairly. Think if John Carpenter's ever done a sequel, uh, a sketch, a sketch of a like Halloween two. Oh, yeah. No, it's not John. Carpenter. No, that's not John Carpenter. He might. Uh, did he produce it? Yeah, he did produce. Yeah, it. he produced it. He never. No, Escape from LA is the only sequel he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't very good. No, it's not. No. <laughs> you, yeah, that would have made a nice little TV, like TV special series. You know, each one of the books, and then have like an overarching story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the plot of each one of each one of um, Sutter Kane's books, and then have the B plot being the overarching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and make it a big meta narrative about. Or you could have, yeah, you could have like one series, and each season could be a different one of the novels. Yeah, you could, you you could do that if if you aren't with Netflix. <laughs> Fucking, it's so funny. I recently got into um, One Piece, 
which is a stupid idea. It's like a thousand, a thousand episodes. episodes yeah. yeah, I'm on episode 300 and something now. Um, I started in August. So, yeah, I'm doing all right, but I'm not sleeping at night. So I'm just <laughs> watching. Not not sleeping next to your giant anime body pillow. Fucking, um, no, no, she's ill. Like, right, anyway, so Neil runs out the hotel and the, <laughs> the entire town's doing the ring of Rosie. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's also weird. It is weird. This, this, I love the vibe of this film. Like, I yeah. love that creepy town vibe. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Creepy town is always. It's good. a win, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, a win. It is a win. Um, from you've been watching from? No, I've not seen that. Excellent yeah. show. Yeah, because I think I like the whole because as much as in this, well, it's about to come up, is the fact that he can't escape the town. But I like that fact because if the entire town's in on it, it's like yeah, you could, there's no way you can run because you can. In any direction, someone's after you, and that that vibe of it, um, yeah, because got the because that's why like then he runs into meets bumps into Vigo again, and where he's sitting there and he's, he's still like, oh, you're great actors. You're, you got, I like the fact that he's still not believing, yeah, what he's seeing. You know, he's already just seen a monster down in the basement. He's like, he's totally believing that no, no, this is I'm, all bullshit. That's kind of realistic though, because if I saw a monster in a basement, I wouldn't really think it was a monster. I'd be thinking, wow, that's weird. Like, was that a special yeah. effect? What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's trying to hold on to reality or he's just, so he just is not believing a single word. Because I, I think that's the whole thing about the good thing about, let's say, going back to the arson thing at the start of it, is like he doesn't believe anything. Yeah. Well, and, of course not. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like super cynical. Yeah. Super cynical. Uh, yeah. And that's what I like about it. He's, you know, he's so super cynical that no matter what's in front of him, it's like, no, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Then the runs in there and he's like, no, I love the speech of like, I don't, I no longer know what come first, us or the town or, uh, you know. Yeah. And I do like that. It gives that bit more ambiguity. Of, that's that's also beautiful with the small town horror kind of thing because it makes the town an entity, like almost yeah. a, a character in itself. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's where it is is so good. It Derry is a character in in like. Yeah, it's like the cursed town. As I said, like it was uh, same with the church. Was like the, it was there was a black church there first, which collapsed, and this was built on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the whole creating that as well. I love the bit where he comes up. Uh, they go, "Oh yeah, I've got." He goes, "Oh, don't kill yourself." He's like, "I've got to. I've been roped this way." <laughs> you know the fact that yeah, like it doesn't matter even if we we are real. Written. Written. Sorry. <laughs> I was wrote this way. <laughs> yeah, wrote this way. Um, it's written this way, you know. Even if he was real at one point, no, that he did come first. He's no longer. He, no, no, he is the story. He's now, now indistinguishable. Yeah, from completely yeah. indistinguishable from it. And then I love it when somebody was outside and just lamps some um, styles. That's <laughs> why so he punches her. Be gone, thought. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, um, from what uh, my missus told me, uh, that scene like Sam Neil didn't want to do the scene because he didn't want to punch a woman, and apparently she's just there. Just punch me, Sam, will you? <laughs> 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 she was like, "Whoa, not for real, don't go down." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's like, as he drives away. Then when he realizes he can't escape, the really cool scene of her head coming around the side of the car door. Yeah, yes. you, know, you know she eats those keys. Yeah, it's pasta. Yeah, pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Considering <laughs> that's what they are, they could have made more of it because it's really quick scene. Yeah, it got yeah. a little kinky there for a minute when he's like reaching into her mouth. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. okay." And then here? she's like, "I've got to kiss you," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'd feel the same." And then again, uh, it's all these youngins with their butt licking and spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with them? Uh, it's the feet for me. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get feet either. Uh, yeah. Like, oh it's really no, super common though. Feet. Yeah, yeah, it's super common. Why is it? Why though? What's that about? Because you can never ask a foot guy, can you? Because it's like their secret shame. I don't know if I know any. Do you like feet? 
Chillock's feet? Yeah. I don't know feet. Oh, I've, I've seen him. I mean, I don't dislike feet. I've got no. <laughs> if if and you know what, I've had this conversation with with uh, a few people that I've seen nude. I will notice if someone's got cute feet, but I'm not like the way I see it is if it's a, it's a kink. If I want to see. It oh, disembodied if wanna, from. If you want to put things between the toes, I think that's oh, when it becomes a king. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Well, people like to see them like squash things, don't they? Like cake. that's that's another thing, isn't it? Girls sitting on cakes yeah. or boys as well, and balloons, balloon fetishism. Yeah, clowns are a big one apparently. <sighs> no, thank you. Yeah, they're just all out there eating each other's asses, spinning <laughs> <laughs> in their mouths. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> Do you think a clown's balls make the noise as well? <laughs> I think they go, ta-da. <laughs> That's when they get hard. <laughs> ta-da. No, <laughs> do the noise. <laughs> That's a clown getting an erection. <laughs> so, you know that big wall of monsters that appears? <laughs> right, before we get there, because it's a bit... When you, you can't leave the town, yeah. and everyone, he keeps on driving back to the wall. When he drives through them, and they all move out the way, and then Star Wars is standing in front of him, considering you've, he's just seen her turn into like a spider thing with her head turned on backwards, yeah. he still swears... Like, when you just drive straight A hundred fucking percent. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, I've no, I no longer care about you. But that, you can say that about any film, because as soon as something even remotely scary happened to me in my life, I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to go see what the noise is. I'm not going to fucking do anything like that. I'm moving. Yeah. <laughs> You've got enough wood in your... Uh, in your. Uh... Oh, I thought I was getting a compliment. <laughs> You've got enough wood. Um, Ta-da! You've got enough wood in your in your building to be able to just... Molotov it up and run away. True, yeah. Pretty but good. It's, there's also a lot of like wood finishes and oil, so it would go up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Sick. And um, then we go back to Sartakane in the church, and that's basically as uh, he goes off with the big speech of like, with enough belief, everything becomes real. Oh yeah, how like how like fiction is the new religion. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Well, that's that. not that's not far off the truth. Love that as a bit of philosophy. It's good times, especially now. Yeah. Um, yeah, then obviously Kane finishes the book and realised, like, as he said, he got, I can no longer hold it back. Yeah. And I thought that was quite a cool thing where he tore himself apart, like he's the book up, and then it got the reverse view of the tear, and it's yeah. like all the back of the page. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was really clever. Apparently, actually, the original for that was the entire town was meant to get sucked into the void. Right. But they didn't have the budget for it. <laughs> Do you know, I often think that a lack of budget lends to things being better than they would have been with oh, yeah. budget. Yeah. Because that would have been a bit silly. Yeah. Well, like you look at the first three Resident Evil films, they had a lot of budget, but you know, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. And then they went, oh, you can have, you can spend whatever money you want. And they went, CGI is sick, isn't it? And then Resi 4. Well, yeah. Can we fuck speak me. about Alien Resurrection? I mean, I like it. I'm not shitting on Alien Resurrection, <laughs> but the CGI is fucking terrible. It's a bad Actually, it's time. a terrible fucking film. I just like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you're saying, now the Wall of Monsters. That's all one effect. What? Yeah, that's yeah. all one big practical effect. Shut the fuck up, really? Yeah, that's not individual pieces or anything like that. Yeah. That's amazing. 30 people to yeah. operate it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, are, there, are there like pictures of it? Probably. I like just don't a prop? Um, fuck, that's cool. That's what I liked about that as well, was um, the look of the tunnel, mm. which mm. strangely looks like the same tunnel that, uh, of the ship he runs down in Event Horizon. <laughs> it does a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Did John Carpenter secretly direct Event Horizon? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit. Did Eldred... we just stumble upon a mystery? Mm, a bit Eldritch Horror. Was it uh, Event Horizon inspired by the Mother Madness? It's a bit like who really directed Poltergeist? 
<laughs> Steven Spielberg, obviously. <laughs> it's a Steven Spielberg film. I don't care what you say. Oh, that's thing I thought about while I was watching this film. Okay. It could almost be set in the same world as The Thing. Yeah. I think that's why, I think retrospectively, he did put them together as a trilogy. But I think that's the reason why. But obviously, being the same director, he has the same influences. But yeah, it would have been nice if they could have wrote these as a trilogy. Like, really linked them together. Yeah, it could have been interesting. Hmm. But I don't know if they would have had to change origins of things. And I don't think that the origin of the alien in Thing would have been better if it was uh, supernatural. Yeah, no, okay, I'll I'll give you that, yeah. I like the alien aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now this is the journey of him basically just completely descending into madness. Oh, it could be on the bus and uh, stuff like that. Um, that was so good when he's like, oh, my world is blue. And then he's, yeah. he's like, everything's blue. And then he freaks out. That was great. Is it like a nightmare? Mm. Like yeah. it's disjointed and fucking bizarre, but also kind of weirdly yeah. wholesome. It's like... yeah. You got all the families on the bus and the old people, and like yeah. they're all just so normal looking. But yeah. Oh, before that, I don't know if I can't remember if I mentioned it earlier. Um, you know when he finally makes it out of Hobbs End yeah. and he bumps in the kid on the bike again? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So do you know who that is? Hayden Christensen. No. Yeah, yeah. that's Darth Vader. <laughs> Shit. So could it be set in the same world? That was Darth. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's his movie debut. That was his first ever role. Now that is pod racing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely had the high ground. I'm really glad he never, after that first film, he stopped using the phrase wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, it gets to the motel and the packet, uh, the book's there because he tries to leave it behind. Yeah, and this way, uh, I do like the thing of where he goes to the, back to the publisher's office. And see, this is the thing like, like there where he's, he's like looking at the poster and stuff and he finally rips it off. But the thing is that, I don't know how the thing, but obviously the book, the poster that was there was the, the Hobbs End Horror. And the poster underneath it was In the Mouth of Madness. Which is the book that came out after Hobbs End Horror. Yeah, I think that might be the reason for it because it's continuous. Yeah, yeah, the loop of it. Yeah. But this is what I wonder where he goes, oh no, it was published months ago. It's like, so has he been in this mad. Yeah, he's just been in like a stupor almost, like a, yeah. like a fugue state. But I do like the bit where he walks up to the kid where he comes out the um, bookstore with his eyes bleeding. He's like, oh, so you read his work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this should come as no surprise then. Yeah. <laughs> just lost so him when, it just goes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then the um, obviously goes back to him in the asylum, and all the inmates get killed. He goes to the movies, and he's watching the basically watching himself in the movie. Yep, uh, that film is can't remember the name of it, but it was John Carpenter's favorite movie as a child. Um, I know that one, Robot Monster. That's it. Robot that was one Robot in a hotel, Monster, yeah. uh, one playing in the motel. Nineteen fifty-three. Um, I lo- do like the way it ended. Was where he's just laughing, but at the same time, the anguish is on his face as well. Yeah. I thought that was a really good ending. It's like, yeah, he's la- the pain and anguish, or laughter and anguish. He's good really... at that because he does that really well in Event Horizon too. Yeah. But you know, the way for Carpenter to end it, like, you know, it's such an ambiguous film that ends on this, is he happy, is he sad? Is it like, yeah, it's just all over the place. I quite like that. Yeah, I love him. I love ambiguity in an ending. Mm. But yeah, and that's where it ends. <laughs> it's a really good film. I was fucking, uh... well, obviously not surprised. Yeah. But I'm surprised I hadn't seen it. Like, I don't know how I've missed this film. I mean, it's not one... I say, obviously, going by the um, box office. Um, it's not, it was not one of his bigger ones. I think the trouble no. is it was, it's later Carpenter, or starting to get to late Carpenter. I wonder if that's what it was, because uh, later Wes Craven is fucking awful. Yeah. So I wonder if I was maybe thinking... Yeah. But I've, I've seen later Carpenter films. Yeah, I mean, 93... I mean, what was coming out at that time? I mean, obviously, coming off the back of Jurassic Park. I mean, I don't, I don't think... We, oh, I don't know about you, because maybe we were still at school then. But we weren't really into our horrors then, were we? 
We were, I'll tell you what we were watching. We were watching The Crow. Oh, yeah. We were super obsessed with The Crow at <laughs> yeah, that point. Right. And Aliens, obviously. And Aliens, yeah. So well, I think... well, Aliens is a horror film. Well, first one is. People consider them horror films, but I don't. No, first one is, second one's an action film. Yeah, I've never thought of them as horror films or Jaws. Oh, incidentally, as well, now at the end of the film, when the credits start rolling, have you noticed they none of the um, um, top billed actors are on the credits? Are they not? No. It starts with Mrs. Pickman. Huh, huh. that's weird. They're in the opening credits, but they're not on the closing credits. That's weird. I wonder why. Is it because they never existed? Oh. <laughs> ah, I think we answered the question. Oh, and that's one thing I read. Yeah, apparently, Rutger Howell was up for the role of um, Sutter. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. That's another thing as well, saying about the level of actors. You've got Sam Neill. Like, he must have been worth a bit at that Oh, point. especially then. Yeah. And Charlton Heston. Okay, end of his career, nearing the end of his career, but... John Hinton, like, on an £8 million film to get the score, those two actors. I feel like there were favours called in. Yeah, probably. He is John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlton Heston must have filmed all his role in, like... <laughs> about 10 minutes. About yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, he was on set for, like, a day. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine... They couldn't have paid Sam Neill very much for this. Because uh, if you think... How much reckon he got paid for Jurassic Park? <laughs> Ballpark, I couldn't even guess. But, like, it must be a, a good few mil, I'd imagine. Yeah. Mm. Things I don't think but you couldn't really have like. paid him that for this. Nah. And then obviously Jurassic Park won a fuck butt ton of Oscars. So. Yeah. But then obviously I wouldn't have known that when it was released. It was a year later, so the Oscars would have been won by then. Oh yeah, good point. Well, no, not really, unless it was filmed. No, oh, no, it would have been. Yeah, because it was what? Unless it was just filmed before the Oscars. I'm not sure of the month, but I feel like it was quite early in the year. Maybe June? No, the Jurassic Park came out in July. July. Yes, yeah, summer, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that would have missed the Oscars, yeah. For that year, we all know you have to be released in January, February. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so get it watched. Get, get it, it watched. Get it fucking watched. Yeah. yeah. How about we just lost steam at the end there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we descended ourselves. So, what do you reckon is going to be the consensus on this? I reckon, because the thing is, I was actually when I was saying get, like get it watched or have a go. I was thinking for the general population is a have a go. It's not a film for everyone. So those are our opinions. But please grab your bog standard fire axe and uh, follow me into the mouth of madness, <laughs> which you can find deep in the Amazon jungle. <laughs> this is going to be tricky. Um, the Sutter Kane books are an analogue for the Taylor Swift era tours. What? Oh, the unspeakable horror. Oh, <laughs> fucking grow up. Yeah. Nylon Wig says, Someone suggested this film on the strength of Sam Neill being in it. Sadly, that's not enough to save it from being very disappointing, dated, and a waste of money. I wouldn't bother. Verified purchase. So yeah. you did. Okay, that's a good one. This is by Liberatio. He's given it two stars. And he says, In the mouth of madness! Aspect ratio, 2.39.1 Panavision. Sound formats, Dolby Stereo, SR, DTS. Pointless. Meandering homage to the Lovecraft mythos. Replacing the virtues of a strong narrative drive with a succession of surreal set pieces which go nowhere and add up to, well, nothing at all. There's loads of it. I can't remember uh, to read it. TC says, rip off! I actually paid to stream this crap movie. I had seen it years ago but couldn't remember it much. John Carpenter must have been going through a bad patch when this was made. It has no substance or real plot. It is described as a horror movie. It is just boring. Not to mention that most Amazon movies don't even play right. Don't squander your money on Amazon Prime. It's a rip-off. 
I don't know what they're talking about because I rent Amazon films on Amazon quite a lot. Yeah, they never have any problem. No. I rented this, in fact, from Amazon. Uh, two star. The plot of this movie, but with Goose, Goosebumps books instead. Yeah, it's called the Goosebumps movie, mate. There's be... a one star there, but it's fucking passages long. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not actually finding that um, bad. Um, there's very few, yeah. There's very few, which is a testament again to Carpenter. And for the t- this type of film. Melissa. Fucking hell, they're all. Look at the size of these. Jesus. Why do you need to. Why does someone need to write this? Because then. There's then, four and a half paragraphs there. Yeah, but then, then dickheads get to read it out on podcasts with like some classical music playing in the background oh. while mocking them. Melissa Roberts says, horrible copy, seller should be ashamed. Cunty seller. The movie is a great movie in itself. She's still giving it one star. However, this copy we got is horrendous. We can't even watch it. It looks like the DVD was old school burnt DVD and it won't play on our Blu-ray player. Every single other movie I bought from Amazon plays no problems. I wish I could give this seller a negative stars. Oh, a third party seller. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah. By the way... Apart from Music Magpie. My Blu-ray is less than a year old, and it is a Phillips. Oh, wow. Oh, all right, Melissa. Oh, come on, man. She's got a Phillips. <laughs> Fuck it. Actually, I got really lucky with this one, because I've got add it on DVD. I've never watched it, but Mrs. bought it for me. And I went to put it, play it last night. I put it in the Xbox. She was like, you can't play this. This is Region 1. I was like, yay, I've got Region 1. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. wait, you've got a Region 1. Yeah, that was what I mean. It's like, oh, wait, fuck for that, because I wasn't going to watch it last night. <laughs> You'd have had to rent it. I had to pay £2. No, £3.49. Ooh. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. So, any recommendations? Luckily, uh, I don't want that money back. If it was <laughs> shit, I was going to demand it back. <laughs> and I would have given it to you, because I'm that kind this of guy. This was never going to be shit, was it? No. <laughs> right, recommendations. Uh, yeah, I've got some, actually. Oh. Because I've been like watching loads of good films lately. Did I mention Elevator Game? No. Right, so Elevator Game is a very low-budget horror film. It's on Shudder. Um it's good. I really liked it. <laughs> like it, it's it's an entertaining little film, quite an interesting little story. Nice. It's fun. I also saw another little cheap budget horror film called Halloween Party, which is on um I think it's on Prime. Right. And it's good. I was really <laughs> pleased. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Did you see that film that I put in the group chat? I know you couldn't watch the trailer, but I I sent a description of it, but no oh, one, yeah, no, no I, could, one said I couldn't anything. listen to the voice note cuz I was in blue water. Oh, okay. So there's a, a film that was, it's called... Uh, Escape, Escape from Wonderland. Es- well, well, oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because then it was called Escape from Tomorrowland and then it was called Escape from Tomorrow. But basically, it was a film shot in... Well, that's that uh, Tom Cruise film where he keeps dying. <laughs> that's Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Live, die, repeat. Edge of Tomorrow, colon, live, die, repeat. <laughs> the ever-changing title. <laughs> basically, it was it was a guerrilla film shot... Oh, the Disneyland one. Over yeah. Disneyland, yeah. Over like ten days, and um, yeah, it, it's apparently really, really good. Um, and I wondered whether you'd you'd seen it, given low budget horror movie because it was filmed on location at Disneyland. And I'm I may even watch it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll give you my yeah. <laughs> give me your reverse. <laughs> and I won't do it in a voice note because you apparently can't listen to those. Well, not if I'm in a fucking public well, place. The no. joy of a, the joy of it is that you can just listen to it later, mate. <laughs> well, I did listen to it later. I just asked you if you listened to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did later, but not well, like when fuck? you sent it because I was in the middle of a fucking shopping centre. This is the problem right, with sending yeah, voice yeah. notes. Like, <laughs> to be fair, he was doing you a favour by describing the trailer. The, the yeah, because too. you were like, I don't have Facebook, so I can't see this. And I, I like, like the way right, you man. say it like that. I literally just wrote, I can't open that. I don't have Facebook. What do you want me to put? <laughs> do you want me to put... 
Hi, Michael. Hello there. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't exactly. happen to have Facebook at this moment in time, and I, I, I'm unable to open this exactly. attack, sir. See, if he'd have done that over a voice note, I'd have been like, oh, what? what I'm not sending voice notes. That would have made my day. Millennial. That would have made my day if you'd have sent me something like that. I'll send honestly. you a fart in a voice note. <laughs> That'd be great. Please do that. Anyway, uh, I've got a recommendation. A podcast called Bone Valley. It's the main you, part. The main part of it's only nine bonus. episodes long, but it's got a couple of bonus episodes of a follow up, of the follow up. Bone. It's about a guy called um, Leo Schofield who was uh, arrested on. and imprisoned oh, for the for, yeah grooming an underage boy in his TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Philip. Oh, <laughs> Philip. Um, basically, um, and swore his innocence. Like he's he's been in prison thirty six years, and he's always thinking. And it's uh, basically the most pills pills go down. This podcast guy got hold of his case, and he's investigated, it and it's like trying to prove his innocence and stuff. It's a really interesting... Like, even don't... Read uh, this is this fiction or non-fiction? No, real... Fiction, then. Yeah, no, non-fiction. Fiction, but... No, non-fiction. <laughs> I can never remember which is which. Um... <laughs> Apparently, neither can I. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but it's a really interesting... Bone Valley. Highly recommend it. Cool. Uh, my recommendation is is a bit self-serving. Uh, go listen to Ollie Ride. <laughs> um, he's awesome. If you, if any of you like Glitter Wolf or Synthwave, you probably already know who Ollie Ride is, but he's got a bunch of new singles out, and I don't know if the new one will be out by the time this podcast is out. But I would have played it at the gig. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. Um, yeah, just go and go and every single song he does is, is gold. He's got a voice like wiping your ass with silk. He's great. <laughs> Which we'll I can't it. imagine would get much poo off. It wouldn't. <laughs> no, but it feels nice. And that's the important thing. <laughs> but I mean, if you've just walked around with like shit in your pants all day anyway, well, yeah. Well. But it doesn't smell. <laughs> um, are we doing a quiz? Yes, because I I fucking researched this. And right. It was a nightmare. Fuck it. All right, mate. Go on then. And I don't know. To be fair, I don't actually. I'm only going by the answers that were given to by the sites that I could find because I was getting conflicting um answers. <laughs> okay, go on then. Right. Which is the most adapted character from book to movie? Adapted? Yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dracula or Frankenstein? Dracula. Oh. Sorry? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Which character has had the most movie adaptations? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dracula or Frankenstein? Hmm. I want to say Dracula, but I feel like it's a trick question somehow. I'm going to say Jekyll and Hyde, you know. It's Frankenstein. Oh. Apparently, as he heads at the most. Bonus point. Which character has had the most? Neither of us won a point. <laughs> no. The, uh, which character has had the most movie adaptations? Jesus. Wait, out of all characters, always? Well, out of books. Uh, would that be James Bond? Nope. Actually, apparently, there has been a lot, about 110 movies done from the Old Testament, though. But Jesus is not the character. It yeah. is Sherlock Holmes. Oh, it's had the most movie adaptations. How many books has Stephen King wrote? Oh, fucking hell. 700 million. 74. Most of which he didn't remember writing. 65, 75 or 85? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go 75. Yeah, 65. Fuck. (laughs) You're not doing really well here. This one had a um, conflicting thing. But I'll go by the answers I've got here. How many of Stephen King's books... Uh, have been made into movies. Oh, fucking hell. At least. 82, 92, 102. Oh, I'm going to go 82. 92. It's 92. Yes. Oh, I had another one that said 34, but I'm assuming it's 34 different books, but there's 92 different 92. versions. So he hates 91 of those films. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, according to Heinz von Forrester, in a 1960 um, article, science article, when is the next predi- what year is the next predicted apocalypse? Uh, 2026, 2028, 2035. Any one of them is possible. And by the way, he re- predicted overpopulation. Mm. I'm going to go uh, 2026. Give me the options again. 2026, 2028, 2035. 2035. It is the 13th of November, 2026. Oh. Point to Paul. Figures. Which one of these is not a Sutter Kane title? The Whisperer of the Dark, Hunter Out of Time, or Haunter Out of Time, sorry, and The Lurking Fear. The Lurking Fear. Hunter Out of Time. The Lurking Fear. Yeah. Paul wins this round. Yeah, I, uh, I remember reading all the book titles earlier. <laughs> <laughs> point, point for you, baby. Good. So, it is now time to select the film. <laughs> I love this bit. <laughs> it is my favourite bit. Yeah, it's, I get really excited. Oh. What will it be? Oh. My fat old hand has picked one out. Let's have a look at what it could be. It is... I bet he won't fucking turn up for this one. Dave made a maze. Ah. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that, actually. What's it on? Uh, I think Amazon. it's on Prime. Cool. Yeah, there's no fucking. I'm telling. I'm. I will put a fiver. Dan's gonna be sick. I can't. I can never predict what Dan likes. He's not gonna watch he it. He is literally impossible. He's not gonna watch it. He didn't watch. He didn't watch Goblin, did he? Because uh, he was too busy. Actually, Leanne, who I work with, she is vowing not to listen to our podcast until she's seen that film. Because she really wants to see the film before she listens to the podcast. Oh, amazing. Why so okay. didn't she watch it yet then? Because she's too busy watching Westworld at the moment. Wait, I'm feeling like she doesn't like us enough. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so uh, that's it. The real horror um, this week is... Our ability to stay on track? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, yeah it was, that was poor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We apologise. Entertaining, I hope. If it was entertaining, let us know in the comments. We're not apologising. This is free. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we made nothing. As much it. like the film, it was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. In that way, it kept in theme. You could say that we ourselves were nipping into the, the mouth of madness. <laughs> Until next time, he's been Paul. He's been Dan. I've been Cheer, and he's been Mike. Bye. Hello, you beautiful little chocolate hands. It is the one and only Mike here, from the After Horror Podcast. I would really bloody like it if you wrote a little review on iTunes or anywhere where you could write a review. Wait, this is going on the end of every podcast and this is what you've chosen to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I continue? You can write it on the side of a bathroom wall if you wanted to. Just wherever people will read it. And on that note, you could tell your friends. All five of your friends will probably want to hear the wonderful stylings of four idiots as they watch horror films and do their best to talk about it, but mostly get sidetracked. You could also go on our social medias at at After Horror Podcast or on Twitter at After Horror. 
even if you're feeling particularly hunty, you could go to our email at afterhorrorpod at outlook.com. See you later, and uh, keep wearing that sweater. It's really working for you. Hmm. There you go. This is all just why I can't keep talking. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> because you're not talking. You're staring at me. Well, I'm listening to you. Yeah, you've got. You're, you're saying. You're saying something. I get really freaked out. Do you want me to stop you from talk? Sorry, <laughs> I'll interrupt you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to people letting me talk for this. Cheers had the spotlight for fucking for five minutes and he's gone, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> How can you tell you're recording with two fucking introverts? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, let him cook. I'm like, okay, if I look at my phone, then I can't, I can't get distracted and like interrupt you. I'm going to let this man cook because he is waxing fucking lyrical. Yeah, I tell you what, like, that's the last time I fucking listened to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just get so freaked out. I'm not used to letting people let me talk this long. You've clearly not met my mother or my wife. <laughs> no, I've met both of those people. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's from Sheerness. They're the same people. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone.